have been a little quiet on the podcast end for a good reason. I've been returning to center in a lot of ways. I think I'm going to call this episode... Stop explaining your art. And if you're an artist, that might hit true. But if not, that's definitely more for me than for you. Because it's true. Uh, When you pour your heart into some piece of amazing art you feel the need to scream from the rooftops to share it to explain oh this is why I did that this way oh this is what I meant by that oh actually that's a reference to something else And I think that expects too much of the general audience. I don't mean to sound demeaning, but the people who care about your art. Generally speaking, of course, don't need the explanation, necessarily. They might appreciate it if, uh, if they're a fan, if they're invested, if they're paying attention, but if they're not, then, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a, I hate to say waste of time, but it's kind of a waste of time. If you're an artist, your focus should be on creating art and really nothing else except for maybe becoming more effective at sharing that art. I think I've spent way too much time trying to explain to people, trying to give them the two-minute elevator pitch for what I do, trying to describe the piece rather than just 
show them the peace. And it's not like they're not easy to see. It's not that, you know, I'm hiding them. They're right there. But I spend way too much time and energy on people who don't actually see the art. And then I'm finding myself again and again explaining, trying to explain what I do and what it is. I'm going to stop that. I've been in a very slow and very long process of eliminating people from my life selectively the people who don't truly see me the people who are superficially attracted to my personality and want to hang out with me the people who demand my time but don't respect it aren't worth it and I have kind of a twisted mind. I like to push people away in really creative ways. To where I make them think it's their decision. If that makes sense. So, in my several-year-long purge, I have deliberately exposed a lot of those people to varying levels of crazy, fueled by copious amounts of whiskey, and smokable plants and fucked up comedy as a coping mechanism so I know I'm kind of contradicting myself here by saying don't explain your art Because this is the man behind the curtain. And almost everything I do is on purpose. And if you know me, you know I don't give a fuck about filters. If you know me, you know I'm crazy. Because I've told you I know I'm crazy. But that craziness occasionally leads to magic. The closest thing on this earth that we can touch and call magic. 
I shouldn't have to constantly explain that, like, I'm an artist. This is an art project. I shouldn't have to sit down and spell it out for you. Pull the curtain back. Explain, oh no, this means that. I should just be creating art and putting it out. Nothing more, nothing less. And I haven't been doing enough of that. The self-reflection thing has been pretty strong in the last couple years. Which is why I, I initially pulled away from Mindwave entirely. Because I was like, this, this is a thankless free product I am shitting out into the cosmos for free. Just hoping somebody out there will hear me. And I have put a lot of my art here. Um, I mean, in a way, all of the really out there stuff, the comedy stuff, that's art too. It's a different kind. It's a little more finger paint. It's a little more slapdash. It's a little more, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but in a way, and I've been trying to translate this for a long time. I can't justify putting this stuff in a podcast. I'm not a podcaster. That's not what this is. Hopefully you can tell by fucking listening to it. I'm using that tool. But that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to do the same thing as most podcasters, the vast majority. And I'm not trying to put them down here. Moving forward, you're going to get a, a lot less silly town, let's call it, because Mindwave loves to do that. Always has. Always will. But it feels a little bit like Doom scrolling, endless scrolling on social media, never really doing anything, 
never really getting anywhere. The endless scroll. Ooh, good, good trick title. Endless scroll. Add that to my list. Because what it really what I should be doing is uh, composing. Last time I really composed was the Eye of Odin project. There are, well, last project you can hear anyway. I have been working on my newest album. Time and space for a couple years, I guess. And I have very big plans for it, which I will not reveal here today. One of the pieces from that album you should probably know by now is called Journey to Saturn. That, I think, is the only project from that album that's been released except for I think Breathe was released on Patreon. Early cut of that. But I should really be working on time and space. And especially since we are now rolling back into the holidays, I've decided this year I will be releasing Winter 7 by the winter solstice. I of Odin was six. Incendium was five. Origin was four. Polaris was three. Two. Saturnalia. And the first one winter are just kind of for me. Uh, people can't really hear those. Those are really old. And uh, pre-studio. So you can't hear one and two, but you can hear everything up to that point. Before I talk about seven, because seven is going to take a very interesting turn. Um, Eye of Odin was the last one which itself was a huge turn for me from my regular deal. And it went along with the theater piece, Bigger Table. And coming sometime between 
Halloween, and Thanksgiving, there will be another new EP, maybe not a full album. Eye of Odin. The Black Book. I'm going to pick up where I left off. And, uh... Do some more with uh, Eye of Odin before I move on. And I'm... I'm calling it the Black Book because... I don't know, maybe maybe the shadow side? The shadow book? Something like that. The darker side of that project because it's all very uplifting and very festive. And there was definitely a darker side to that story uh, that needs to be told. There are characters who did not get a tune. There are real world people who did not get a tune. And, and I wish they had. I wish constantly that I would have done that. There's so many people. So the black book. Um, target is Thanksgiving. But I'm going to use the fall. I'm going to use the autumn. I'm going to use October. And try to bring a little bit of that festive darkness into this new Ayavodan project. While I am working on time and space in the background. But Winter Seven I am pulling from mythology again. Mythology has obviously been a big theme in the previous winter albums. And I love traveling the world in stories. So this year, again, I'm doing something very different. With the winds of winter. Not to Joe Wondrini, thank you. Eye of Odin, uh, the imaginary Celtic Viking band from the 1600s mysteriously had a lot of Eastern influences in it for no apparent reason. Uh, tons of Erhu, for example. This year, 
I am traveling to the east, flowing down the river of time, grains of sand slipping through fingers. The skies above, the wanderers, the temples, the pyramids, the great river that rises and falls with the seasons. to nurture the soil endless fields rising to the clouds eye of Horus coming Solstice. <laughs> I was gonna say Christmas, <laughs> but yeah, Christmas is the Western deadline. I've pulled lots and lots from Greek and Roman mythology. Last time it was Norse mythology, a little bit. Again, I want to expand on that a little bit. Egyptian mythology is the general theme, general vibe, source of inspiration for this year's winter album. in particular I'm after a few new instruments to make that happen most of Eye of Odin is software instruments with the exception of some recorder um, some didgeridoo I think I'm still gonna pull some of those same things in I'm for that universal continuity. But I am after a few new instruments this year. And it looks like some of them are gonna be kind of expensive and a little hard to find. So, wish me luck. Or consider supporting the studio and helping me get some of these instruments. And you can help me give them names. Let's say. I have a shofar, which did not make an appearance of, in Eye of Odin. The Viking horn did. Um, what else am I thinking? Reeds, mostly. Um, Ipungi, 
would be amazing. And or a Holusi. These are reed instruments. Gourd flutes. I would love uh, to have a couple to play with. Create some amazing sounds this year. So that's where we're at on the winter album side this year. Eye of Horus. I think that's about it for updates. Again, it's going to be mostly updates, guys, because bigger, bigger art projects to work on that transcend the podcast space. They require space and time. So that also means that the studio is going to be largely offline for a while. Um, Unless you are a studio partner or my dad. It's going to be next to impossible to get a hold of me. I do occasionally have to use social media tools uh, for other business purposes, but I try to spend as little time there as possible and don't connect meaningfully in any way to anybody in those spaces. On purpose. But I suppose you can still call 602-456-2253 and leave me a voicemail. You probably won't hear back from me for quite a while. But it will almost certainly make me smile to hear your voice. I... I'm ready to fly. So I'm going to get back to the keys and make the most out of these next three months. I have Odin, the Black Book. I of Horus. Time and space. You can also check out 
what's been going down at Stargazer Ranch, the Thirsty Lizard Bar and Grill. I've had a tremendous amount of fun uh, making the auto attendant phone answering robot. <laughs> Press one. Delightful. You can find out about the lizard and all of the other Studio Stargazer projects, podcasts, theater, and otherwise on our website at studiostargazer.org And if you want access to a crazy bucket of bonus shit, head to patreon.com slash mindwave. Not a whole bunch of crazy plans for the Patreon sphere. Right at the moment, we're still trying to get uh, the first round of audiobooks ready to launch into space. So I likely will get back to making Patreon exclusive stuff in the near future. Um, With the new music albums coming up, there probably will be early release sneak peeks and stuff happening there on Patreon. And the studio could really use your support. We will put it towards something good I think there are like a hundred bonus clips on Patreon at the moment if you're into bonus content but to make your support go the furthest direct is best you can do that and much much more at The featured epidemic artists of this episode are Sight of Wonders, Joe Wandrini, Bonnie Grace, and Kesa. Epidemic sound has become a crucial part of Studio Stargazer Productions. This is not a paid plug. In fact, we pay them to be able to use these wonderful music scores. If you have a project of your own, that you think might benefit from having access to these kinds of pieces, you can use Studio Stargazer's referral link 
for a 60-day free trial to Epidemic. Every time you use it, we get another month for free. So again, they're not paying me to plug that. I'm genuinely, genuinely telling you about this service because it's amazing and we use it a lot. And you can use it too. We encourage you to. You'll find our referral link on the website under the support tab. That's a passive way to support the studio and get us some extra months on Epidemic. It'd be a fantastic way to support the show outside of Patreon and direct donations. Mindwave is made possible entirely by listeners just like you. Special thanks to the Titans of Epidemic. Rise up. Rise CBD and the Thirsty Wizard and Stargazer Ranch. The Interstellar Frequency Guardian. Emma's Universe. Mindwave All-Star. Phil Ord. And our friends of the Patreon Universe. Rio Veridineer Lena Miller and Hard Truth Christy Patterson Scott Santens and Jereen Elkin Stargazers David Russell Corey Wilcox Greg Zeno John Gleason and Ryan Bowman